Today we step into our first week of Advent. The word Advent means adventus, to anticipate, to hope, to wait for, to prepare for. But we have to begin to ask ourselves, what are we waiting for? What are we hoping for and what are we looking forward to? The hard part is we look around us today and there's not much to be waiting for. There's not much to be anticipated. It's nice, we go out to the stores, we hear all this Christmas music, we see all these things decorated. One of my favorite things I like to do around this, this time of year is to watch and pay attention to see when the Christmas decoration is put out. Years ago, I was always fascinated because it would be around Thanksgiving when Christmas items were coming out, were put out in the stores. But recently, in the last couple of years, Christmas decoration is now already competing with Halloween. And then the other funny part I found was a couple days ago, I was out at a store. And they've already put Christmas decorations on discount at 50% off. And Christmas is not even here yet. So if this is the mode, the mentality we're having right now in the world, imagine what our mode and mentality is. Christmas can be just another day. Another thing I have to be at. My favorite part this year is you're going to have to be at two masses this year within a span of 24 hours. And people are going to say, oh, I'm just going to go to one, Father. Two is too much for me. Because it's another day. It's another thing I have to do. It's another party I have to be at at work. It's another event I have to be with family. And there's really nothing to hope to anticipate for. So Advent and Christmas becomes this thing we just do. But what do we find ourselves in? We find ourselves in this vicious cycle of nothingness. Because Christmas and Advent means nothing to us. Every day is like another day. So why Christmas? Why Advent? Why, why don't we just leave things alone so I can get about my day, live my life the way I want to? But the question becomes, is, are we really living at that point? Because if, you, if we look at our lives, we get up, we get ready, we go to work, we go home and spend a couple hours with our families, we crawl in the bed, and we rinse and repeat 364 days a year. So is that truly living? We then pursue all these things around us, power, prestige, pleasure, believing that that's going to fill that empty void that comes from our life because we're seeking something and we don't know what we're seeking. We're going out to pursue these things to attempt to fill this empty void we carry within our hearts, carry within our lives because there's nothing left. We chase after these things and instead of filling that empty void, really bringing us this hope, this direction, this peace within our lives, it just brings about an emptiness, addition to how empty we feel. It doesn't feel this void within our lives, but instead it makes this void deeper and larger. We can continue to chase after it, but as we continue to chase after it more and more and more, we begin to experience this emptiness even bigger and bigger and bigger. 
so that we ask ourselves, what is the purpose of everything then? We have this life crisis of why do I live? What is the purpose of my life? Is there anything else besides this vicious cycle of nothingness? And I can share with you and promise you today, my brothers and sisters, there is something more. There is more to this life than what meets the eye. There's more to this vicious cycle. There's more to this emptiness and nothingness that we carry within our lives. There's more to this rinse and repeat cycle of our life. And the thing is, it is how we prepare for Christmas. We begin this first week with hope. This hope and anticipation for something beyond ourselves. We can't celebrate Christmas without Advent. Because in Christmas we know the destination we're getting towards, but we have to work to get to that destination. So this Advent is our preparation being prepared for Christmas. For Christ's second coming in glory. But there's three parts of this Advent that we have to be aware of. We're, uh, we're remembering and preparing to celebrate Jesus' first coming. We're also celebrating and preparing for Jesus' second coming in glory. So we have the past. We have the future of what will happen for us and that we will be able to see God face to face in heaven in our eternal glory. But there's one key component that we always forget in Advent. That we're preparing for his coming every day and every moment of our life here and now. So what are we awaiting for? What are we preparing for? We're preparing a place so Christ can come. A place where Christ can dwell so that we can celebrate Christmas to its fullest potential. Look at the word Christmas, my brothers and sisters. It is bringing Christ to the masses. Christ mass. How are we going to bring Christ to the masses on Christmas? If we ourselves have no idea who Christ is, why Christ even came, and what is the purpose of Christ coming in glory? Because we have to draw our attention to the past. We have to draw our attention to the future so that we can live out our Christmas to its fullest. So let us look at it together. That hope and why Christ came. That past, why Christ became incarnate, was to save us from death. Death was separating us from him and from his love. And death was not going to have its final word. Death was not going to help us orient our life to our passions, our desires, and what we want for our flesh. But because we were created in his image and likeness, we were created for something more, something beyond ourselves, and that beyond is a relationship with him. And that's why our life is empty and a void when God is not a part of our life, when God is not walking with us every day and every moment. And that's why Advent is so crucial in the present. Because until we can see and recognize why there's a need for God, why God is important in our life, then the past and the future becomes pointless and aimless. That hope comes from the fact that our life is more than what meets the eye. The money we receive, 
the recognition we have, the intellect we all carry, is not because we've gained it for ourselves, but God has blessed us with these things so that we can understand and recognize Him in everything He has created for us. So why does it matter for the future? It matters because that allows us to prepare more worthily, recognize our brokenness, our frailty, our humanity, that we can't do it on our own. We can't keep living our life this way. If we want something more for our lives, it has to revolve around God. But when we talk about our lives revolving around God, it's not going to be easy. It's sometimes difficult. It's not sometimes. It's difficult. But with God's grace, with God's strength, with God's help, when we completely depend on, rely on Him, it becomes easier. That's where we're going towards. When we can begin to turn ourselves over and over again and open ourselves to be watchful for that, then Christmas really becomes an important thing. Not just a Christmas 2,000 years ago when Christ became man and walked this earth, but the fact that we are ready for his second coming in glory. I hate to put it in this gloom and doom situation, but it helps illustrate the point. Because if we're ready for Christ's second coming in glory, we're ready for our own death. We're ready for the point in which we ourselves will be laying in a coffin where we leave this world behind with nothing in our hands the same way we came into this world. But when we hear that, we begin to cringe. Who's really ready for death? How is Christmas and Advent death? It's the preparedness, the preparation. Because in death, we truly understand within ourselves what is still holding us back. If we still want to hold on to our lives, then we're still not trusting in God. We are still not living with the sense of hope that we've done everything we can every day and every moment of our life. We're not living in a life of watchfulness like our gospel speaks of today. But we live our lives waiting till the last moment to prepare. I remember growing up as a kid, one of the things I hated doing the most was to do my chores. I waited till the last minute to do it. And one of my favorite things to do is when my dad assigns a chore to me and he has to go do errands, it gave me this buffer window. Because instead of having to do it in five, 10 minutes from now, I got about 30, 45 minutes before he gets home. And so what I find myself doing is as soon as I could hear his car parked outside, I'd grab everything and start acting like I'm working, right? And that's where we can be with our lives, especially when it comes to being hopeful and ready and watchful. We wait till the last minute to prepare. We wait for the last second to really be hopeful, be ready. But in some sense, at the end, we're really not hopeful. We're really not watchful. We're really not prepared because we're caught off guard. Because it was always funny. 
my dad would walk in as soon as I'm pulling something out and he says, oh, you haven't done your chores yet, huh? Man, I tried. But then that leads to our, our Advent, our Christmas. We get to Christmas and all of a sudden, wait, 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 wait. I'm not ready yet. I don't know who Christ is. I don't see him yet. I don't have his manger ready for me, for him to dwell. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we begin this first week of Advent, we are first called to be hopeful. Hopeful that there's more to our lives than what meets the eye. To this vicious cycle of how we're living our life today. Because we're called for more, for greater. That more, that greater is a life in Christ. He came 2,000 years ago, became incarnate. He will come in glory. And every day of our life, he's coming to seek each and every one of us. Are we ready? Are we prepared? And are we watchful for when he comes is really what Advent is about. So let us not be caught off guard this year, my dear brothers and sisters. Let us not let this Advent, this Christmas, just go by the wayside. But let us begin today preparing ourselves for his coming, for his coming in glory, for his coming daily in our lives, and as we celebrate his coming 2,000 years ago. So that when we get to Christmas, we are ready to begin our mission in bringing the light of Christ, bringing Christ himself to the masses so that we can celebrate his birth and we can celebrate it in hope, knowing that we too will be reborn again in eternal life with him forever. Amen.